This podcast is brought to you by the Gosh Learning Academy. Hello, you are listening to Gosh Pods, where all this week we will be bringing you episodes from the clinical simulation team here at Gosh, focusing on some of the brilliant work they do using immersive education techniques. We hope you enjoy listening. Hello, everybody. My name's Gareth. And my name's Kate. And today we're going to talk a little bit about something called pre-briefs, which is the bit at the beginning of a healthcare simulation when everyone just walks into the room to make everyone feel safe and get them orientated to the learning environment and ready to do their simulation, whatever it may be. So we'll explain a little bit about why we're interested in the area. We'll talk about what our backgrounds are, and then we'll try and explain a new tool that we've developed at the Great Ormond Street Clinical Simulation Centre that we find useful when when doing these pre-briefs. So let's start then with the introductions. So my name is Kate, and this year I've been a simulation fellow with the Great Ormond Street Clinical Simulation team. By background, I'm a general peds registrar. And for me, I think the pre-brief is really important to create that environment where participants feel able to partake in SIM and undertake. It's a risk, really, taking part in SIM. And personally, I know from my experience throughout my training so far, simulation is really scary. So to me, it was personally really important to get involved in a project that helped make the candidates feel less scared and more safe and able to learn and participate. My name is Gareth. I'm a clinical psychologist by background, and that means I'm used to seeing patients who may or may not want to be there and having an hour's session that is quite emotional. And I started in the team, uh, the simulation team about a year ago and realized that these educators were doing a task that was also quite emotional with a group of people who may or may not want to be there, who feel quite anxious and scared about what's about to happen. So Kate's mentioned um, simulations can be scary. You'll hear in the other podcast, hopefully, about what simulation is. But essentially, people are coming along to do some hopefully clinical useful learning that might involve a mannequin and a recreated clinical emergency or a pretend or role-played conversation with an actor playing a parent or a child. And the purpose is to get them ready to try out skills that they'll use in practice. In reality, they come along to the simulation center often or online or on the wards, and they have all kinds of mixed feelings about being there. And they feel quite nervous or quite skeptical or find it difficult to buy into this slightly false world. And the pre-brief is the time we all introduce ourselves and explain what simulation is and hopefully make them feel safe enough to take part in what's about to follow. Would that be a fair summary, Kate? Yeah, I think that's a really good description of what the pre-brief is and why it's so important. And something I've noticed through observing lots of different simulation settings, both at GOSH and in other centres, is that this is something that's done very variably. So sometimes there'll be a session where people spend a lot of time making the candidates feel safe and able to take part. And sometimes there'll be simulation sessions that just happen without any preparation for the candidates. So together, Gareth and I have developed this tool to help try and standardise that and improve the safety of all of our learners. Definitely. And there's a lot of attention in simulation to something called psychological safety. And that means feeling safe enough to take part, to take risks, to speak up, and maybe make some mistakes in the spirit of learning. 
And so we've been trying as best we can to figure out how do you make the learning environment safe for learners? And this doesn't apply just to simulation, but to all kinds of education settings. Because if people feel very, very anxious and overwhelmed or they're in fight or flight mode, it's very hard for them to be curious and interested and to learn things. And one thing we realized is that a huge influence on whether learners feel safe is how safe and secure educators feel. So if an educator is stressed and they've gone from emergency to emergency, they've had no lunch, they may not have even had a toilet break, and then they're supposed to go into a room and make everyone else feel secure, that's very difficult. So one of the first aspects of our tool is an instruction for educators, people delivering the pre-brief and the simulation, to start to pay attention to their stance or their attitude, the way they're walking into the room and whether they're able to create a safe and curious environment. So it's less about what they're saying, which is relatively straightforward, what they need to say about simulation, and the way they say it is what it's more about. I think this is so important. This is something I've noticed myself. So I've only been in this role just under a year. But since I became aware of this idea of stance by discussion with Gareth, I've started to notice how different my sessions are. If I turn up and I feel really rushed if I'm going to do a simulation on a ward and I feel like I'm turning up late I don't know where the equipment is I don't know where the candidates are I don't have that emotional capacity or bandwidth to take on the candidates anxieties and it's very different to a session where I come in and I recognize that actually I've just had a nice break I'm feeling very calm I know how the session is going to run and I've then got the ability to take on people's emotions and I've really I it's, it's something I didn't think about before but it's something I've become very aware of since we developed this tool um, and it's something we're hoping we're going to be able to share with lots of educators and get them to really think about their stance and how are they feeling what's their emotional bandwidth like at the beginning of the session because they might not quite realize it but in that room there's something of a parental or caregiving figure who holds a lot of power and capacity to make people feel safe an analogy that may be useful is if you're on an airplane and the airplane's about to go through some turbulence, you're about to go into a potentially very scary situation, a very uncertain situation. You don't know, that. Mm. does this mean something really bad's about to happen, or is this just normal run-of-the-mill stuff? You've got anxiety flowing through your system. If you clock eyes with the flight attendant at that minute, and they're looking at you with more terrified eyes than <laughs> you're experiencing, that's very flustering. You're like, oh, my goodness, this isn't a safe setting. This uncertainty can't be tolerated by the flight attendant, let alone me. Similarly, if you look at the flight attendant and they're completely blank faced as if nothing's going on, that's also quite scary. It says they're not quite responsive to what's going on and the anxiety in, in the room. But if you look at the flight attendant and they make eye contact with you and they give you a knowing nod as if to say, this has happened before. It doesn't mean anything serious. Everything's going to be okay. That's the kind of the stance that we're hoping an educator embodies at the start of simulation. I guess why it's extra important is because one of the things that you'll need to do in the pre-brief is potentially be ready to hear all kinds of negative attitudes to simulation. Some people will be saying, I really don't want to go into a room with a mannequin. Some people will be saying, I feel terrified about this. Some people are saying, what the heck is going to happen in the next hour? All of this makes us feel a bit on edge as educators and could potentially throw us off our stance. So we want to be able to validate all of those potentially mixed or negative attitudes and do it in a kind of collaborative and compassionate way and take note of when we're knocked off our stance, hopefully so that we can get back to a collaborative and curious stance and get people ready for what's to follow. 
And that's kind of the gist of what we try and do in, in simulation pre-proof. And that's just one aspect of this tool that we've developed and of the important things that we think need to be shared with the candidates at the beginning of a, a simulation. And I use the word shared deliberately there because it's not just these are the important details or the list of things that we need to say, but you're also sharing your emotional state and your feelings and hopefully your openness with them at the start of a session. So that was a very brief look at just one part of this tool. What we hope is it's maybe sparked your interest in some of the things at the beginning of a, a simulation. And if you do want to learn more about pre-briefing or about the tool that we've developed, we're really keen to share it with both staff at GOSH or anyone who delivers any kind of clinical simulation. Please do get in touch with the clinical simulation team here on our email address or even specifically with Gareth, if you'd be happy to take any questions from anyone. Yeah, definitely. Be happy to hear more. Thanks very much for listening. Cheers, Kate. Thanks, Gareth. Thank you for listening to GoshPod's Simulation Week podcast. You can find the GOSH Clinical Simulation Centre on social media, on Instagram at GOSH Clinical Simulation and Twitter at GOSH underscore CSC. We also have a Facebook page and LinkedIn, so please get in touch if you'd like to find out more about our work and listen out for tomorrow's simulation podcast.